Welcome to Hope. I'm Sarah. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope. And for those of you joining us online, a very special welcome to you as well. Tonight, we are, yes, doing this hymn sing. We're going to have uh, a piece of pie and pie and peace. I don't know what's the phrase that we got going on. Peace and pie. I'm excited for the pie. Uh, but before we begin, um, tonight we are finishing off our Advent sermon series called And He Shall Be Called. It's based on Isaiah 9, 6. And tonight we're focusing on Jesus' name of Everlasting Father and how it is that we celebrate a son who's born to us who is also called Everlasting Father. So before we dive in, let us begin with a word of prayer if you would join me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for all that you have done for us this evening, for gathering us as your people to worship you, to hear your word, and to hear it preached. And God, um, I pray that as we consider what it means that your son Jesus is called Everlasting Father, Lord, that you would open our hearts, our ears, our minds to your word, to your Holy Spirit speaking to us, that we would receive it. Receive it with joy and receive it in faith. Lord, I ask all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I think most of us know the importance of a name. A name says many, many things. And I have two children, and I know that, that when we had our kids, we felt that pressure of naming your kid like, like just the right name, and we had all these choices laid out before us. And, and with our firstborn, we were like, well, we, didn't, we chose not to... Uh, know if it was a boy or a girl. So we had a list of, okay, if it's a girl, here's what we got. And if it's a boy, here's what we got. And for a while, my husband and I, we, we really liked uh, playing with certain words and certain how words sound. And uh, my husband, he had a family name, uh, a boy name that really fit, uh, that we thought, yes, we're going to use that because, you know, it's, it's like a very um, uh, powerful name. It means emperor. It means ruler. And, it, and it's Otto, right? Otto. And that's a family name. We like that's a strong name, Otto. And then I've always wanted to name my kid Noah. I love the story of Noah in the ark. <laughs> and I'm like, let's name, can we have Noah in there somewhere? And then, and then of course, then there's our last name, Seibold. But then as we were playing, well, will it be Noah Otto Seibold? And then we were like, oh no, it should be Otto Noah Seibold. Because you ought to know a Seibold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, horrible. We didn't name our child that. Uh, <laughs> and yet, and yet, we knew the importance of the name. So now he is, he is Otto William Seibold. But, um, but one of the great gifts that we were given is, that I know I was given, was my name by my parents. And, and knowing that I was named after Sarah in the Bible. And my sister, Elizabeth, was named after Elizabeth in the Bible. And, and those names have power. And so this name that, that Jesus is given of everlasting Father, it has power, it has meaning. And yet this son born to us, if you're like me, if you think about Jesus, you, you know, okay, Jesus was a person who, who lived during a very definitive time, 33 years on earth at a very definitive point in history, and yet Jesus also bears this name, Everlasting. And, and Isaiah spoke of him as a son, and yet he has this other name, Father, attached to him. How can this be? Well, one scripture that isn't often read at Christmas time, but in many ways is also the Christmas story, 
is the one that we heard Pastor Mike read from John chapter 1. It's our gospel lesson tonight, where we hear these words that in the very beginning was the word. Before anything and everything was created, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made, and in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So this word that was at the very beginning, who was with God and is God, that word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. At the very beginning of creation, Jesus was there. All things were made through this word, through Jesus, and this word became flesh among us in Jesus. The word was with God and was God. Jesus is God with skin on. You see, God in Jesus left the glory of heaven to bring it here to earth, to live among us, I love how Anna talked about that first in a while and and imagining what that first Christmas was like. Can, Can you imagine with me for just a moment, can you imagine the creator of all that is or ever will be? This one who holds all of time, all of creation, all of eternity in his hands, he came to live among us in Jesus. This holy God put on, chose to put on delicate, finite, breakable human flesh some 2,000 years ago. Why? To live among us. To show us that this holy God who stands outside of time, who is unbreakable and infinite, that he would enter our weary and broken world in such a vulnerable and even humiliating way because he wants to restore his relationship with us. As scripture testifies in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. This holy God gave up heaven to dwell among us because this God, this holy one, desires to restore a relationship with us that should have always been, but was broken at near the very beginning of time. You see, there was this intimate relationship that Adam and Eve once enjoyed with God in a garden where they could actually walk with him and talk with him face to face. And how many times have, have you or I wrestled with, with this God who, who seems so far away, who seems so far removed, and, and yet there was this time when God walked with humans. There was a time when, when God and people were so intimately tied with one another. 
They could see each other face to face. People could ask their questions and just enjoy the company of their Lord. So God desires to restore in Jesus our relationship with him, to make right our relationship with him again, forgiving all of our sin, entering our broken world to, to restore, to heal, to make whole again through Jesus. This everlasting God, he wants to be known to us as Father. That, that tender relationship that, that some of us in, enjoy with, with our parents here on earth. Like, God, this is how God wants to relate to us. And as we are his children, he is our father. And yes, some of us do not have great parental relationships in life. And God says, yes, this world is broken. It's messy. But let me show you what it should always be like. Because this is who I am to you. Jesus, when the, when the disciples asked him how we are to pray to God, he gave us that prayer that starts, our Father, who art in heaven. And the word he uses here isn't just Father, like very authoritative kind of Father name. He, he uses the word Abba, which, which means this tender, this close relationship it's like my kids running up to me and calling me mommy and running up to my husband and calling him daddy and hugging us, sharing their love. And this is how Jesus invites us to approach God in prayer, to reestablish the intimate relationship we were always meant to have with God. Yes, I'm a parent, and as an earthly parent, I admit sometimes I mess up. We, we all can, can, not on purpose, but we definitely can leave wounds and scars, right? Like, like we mess up, we don't get it right all the time. But God's love, it's not earthly, it isn't faulty, it isn't broken, and it isn't this messy love that we often experience in our family relationships. His love is perfect. His love is complete. His love holds power to heal, to restore, and to bring back to life, to give life. And it's this name, Abba, Father, that Jesus calls upon in his greatest hour of need. Praying in a garden before he's arrested and taken to the cross. It's recorded in Mark's gospel that, that he prayed to God. He said, Father, Abba, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. Let me not have to go through this horrible thing. But because he knows of the incredible power of God's love and he trusted that love in his heavenly father, he says, but Father, not my will, your will be done. Jesus knew and trusted the deep love of our Heavenly Father. And so tonight, as we consider this name of Everlasting Father, I want to invite you into a time of reflection of what it means that Jesus, this one who is God with skin on, Everlasting Father, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, has come into the world. What does that mean for you? There were some folks who um, 
who imagine what it might be like today if our heavenly father were to come to earth in Jesus today for the very first time, what, what might that look like? What words would God use if it was the first time? And so as you think, think of God as everlasting father, please draw your attention to the screen and hear the words. It's been a while since we talked. That's the way it is with your kids, though, right? You never talk as much as you'd like. Used to. They'd hang on every word, every story, every joke, every little song. We had some times. Some amazing times. Well, then they got a little older, a little wiser is how one of them put it. You know, he said he knew he didn't know everything, but uh, he knew enough to know that my ways, my values, my philosophies on life were a little too, well, basically they wanted their freedom. They're my kids. I gave them what they wanted. Uh, little by little, I watched them change. Push back against things I taught them, lose heart. You know, they tried so, so hard to steer clear of me. I wanted nothing more than to have things right between us. So I kept doing things. Sent letters, called, left voicemail. I even sent messages through friends. Nothing. No response. Whether it was that they thought the distance between us was too great or they were ashamed. You know, it really doesn't matter. You know, when they were little, I used to tell them over and over again, I love you, no matter what. Got to be a, a thing between us. I would say, I love you, and they'd finish it, no matter what. <laughs> they heard it so often that sometimes they just roll their eyes when I said it. But I, I wanted to make it so, so clear to them that there was nothing they could do to make me stop loving them. And that thing I said, it's never stopped being true. So I'm packing up and I'm going to them. Not bringing any presents. Just a gift of making things right. There's nothing that'll separate me from my kids. Not the past, not the future. Nothing. Nothing. I'm forgetting about all the stuff in the past. And the relationship we used to have. Well. We're going to have a new relationship. After this trip, things will never be the same with us. That's a good thing. New beginnings. That's what I'm all about. That's my plan for this Christmas. 
new beginning with my kids. Everlasting Father, a new plan, right, for his kids, a new way forward. The invitation from God tonight is to come to know his incredibly deep and boundless love for each and every one of us. How in Jesus he will set everything right. Our eternal Father, through his Son, the Word incarnate, Jesus Christ, on this night, the the longest night, December 21st, the longest and darkest night of the year, I believe God is inviting us to hear Isaiah's prophetic words anew as we prepare to celebrate Christmas. To receive Jesus this Christmas in new and powerful ways. Hear these words from Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise for the way in which you have drawn near to us, even when we have been so far. God, that you would close the gap between us of sin and death by your grace and mercy. Lord, as we look to Christmas in just a few days, help us to consider anew today How in Jesus, you, the everlasting Father, took on human flesh. How you love us so deeply that you wouldn't let anything separate us from your love. Help us to receive that good news so that we can receive Jesus into our hearts once again this Christmas. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.